Hello, everyone. This is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. I told you a showdown was coming (laughs) about whether they were going to allow us to go back to church and Mm. is breaking loose in places like California and other places um, all over the globe where the outbreaks are coming from the gatherings of people in church Mm. and you can still only have 10 people that we want you to have in church. Mm. You can open up everything else but in church. Mm. I told you. And so we're dealing with some things that we're going to have to be careful about in the kingdom. And so it seems what Satan has done, though, bro, is he has, and I do say Satan, because this whole virus is satanic. It's a demonic scheme of principalities and powers. And... um, You know, this thing could have been just shut down so easily Mm -hmm. if there was just some integrity in the leadership of China. But but past that, it's out now. Mm -hmm. But it seems like he's painted the picture where he has he has put this wedge between normal and death or getting back to normal and the costing of lives, going back to church or people going to die. Going back to work or people going to die. Opening up the nation or people are going to die. And so this, this, it's like he's moved right into this little place where like any decision you make is, is a threat to cause mass casualty and spikes in cases and all of this. Now, that's a very serious thing. So give, give us some wisdom. What, we've been talking about it, but now that things are reopening, where is the path forward? What is the wisdom? And then we'll get into the church things here in just a, a little bit, and I'll share myself. Well, you know, I think, honestly, the path forward, it's simple. It's forward. And that is to say, uh, well, I mean, and I don't mean that to. <laughs> the path forward is forward. Yeah, and I don't mean that to be simplistic. I don't mean that to, to uh, marginalize or, or minimize concerns for what has been an unprecedented happening in our world. But I, I, just, I just know, like, like what you said, there has been this narrative that has emerged that has kind of made an extreme diagnosis of the, of the matter. Like, if you gather, people could die. When we know as a matter of fact that people are recovering, even if they contract this virus, right. more people recover from it, and the death rate is really very, by comparison, right. very low. Something like very, over, very over low. 95 or 97, 98, 99, somewhere, depends on who you read, of a recovery. Yeah, um, but it. I mean, but if, you, if you're knocking on the 90 percentile door, uh, these are odds that any person, if you gave them those odds in anything, they would feel as though the odds were in their favor mm-hmm. to be okay. Now, nobody knows for certain and nobody wants to contract a virus. Right. But at the same time, 
I kind of push back on this extreme narrative, like you're threatening people's lives if you open your business, you're threatening somebody's life if the people go back to church, you're threatening somebody, right. you know? And, and frankly, nobody is attempting to threaten anybody's life. What people are, are beginning to gather and understand is that there is no solution for forward. There are only trade-offs that have to be made. Wow. That, that we have to incrementally, wisely, reasonably begin to keep moving the ball forward because nobody knows what the winter is going to bring. Right. Nobody knows what the future is going to bring. But if we made all of our decisions uh, based on what we didn't know about the future, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. I mean, we couldn't do anything. So at some point, we have to recognize that the world ha is, is still turning and we have to keep trying to incrementally move the ball forward and, and get, get across the goal line because you can't, you can't afford to, to keep sitting here paralyzed by this narrative that you're threatening somebody's life to do what you need to do. Given right. the fact that there are so many other fatalis fatalistic things in the world around us all the time. Like they were talking about... Uh, the spike in domestic violence during this time where people yep. are in quarantine. There was, even, uh, there was even some information that was recently um, released about uh, cardiac arrest yep. and, and heart disease and mm -hmm. having a, a bit of an issue with that for people. Uh, there are other, other things that people have, other illnesses and, and pre-existing conditions that people have not been able to really get the type of attention they need during this time, and it's, it's taking a toll on people. And then there's the overall way in which uh, death uh, associated with COVID-19 is being recorded that is right. actually coming to question. So it's like people could be dying of other things that this virus may complicate, but did the virus kill them? Exactly. And so what I'm saying is we need to all kind of contextualize what we're seeing and stop letting uh, people make us so divided with this, this uh, extreme speech about you threatening life just to want to get back to having church and letting people back into your businesses and, and moving forward. Because the way forward really is, like I said, it's forward. We got to, we got to keep moving. I think that's a great, great wisdom. And I would just want to add to that, that when you talk about the way forward is forward, meaning sooner or later, we're going to have to come out of the house. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just... Yeah. That's just period. It's going to have to happen. And one of the things that's, I believe, causing so much more fear than what is required is the media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't hear of the cases mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. of people who survive it. No. People who have it and had no problem with it. No. People who, who they're testing found out they've got the antibodies to the thing, didn't even know they had it, didn't yeah. even know they went through it. Very mild cases, very yeah. few issues. Yeah. Nobody close to dying. Yeah. And so we, we, we major on the severity of it, of people dying, but we don't major on the severity of people living. Mm. And that's the, that's the trade-off every day in life. People die every day. This is not something new. Mm -hmm. People die, They died with the flu. Yeah. They die from heart disease. They oh, die yeah. from cancer. They die from car wrecks. They, yes. die, they die for a murder. Yes. 
They die for a myriad of reasons. Absolutely. And so the, 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 the point I'm trying to make is people act as though, and I'm talking about in the media, and people who only see the death side of it, yeah. they totally ignore the 99% mm-hmm. that That's right. it did not kill. That's right. Now, some people who caught it had to go through a battle. Sure. But we're finding out that basically the issue is health. Yeah. It's how healthy you are absolutely. when the virus hits. Yes. And so, and so they're, 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 it's not to minimize the death, but it's also not to minimize the survival rate and yeah. the rate of people who had it for a few days. And I mean, it didn't stop nothing. They noticed they were, had a fever or, or, or maybe, you know, some sniffles or some coughs, but they went on, but they never stopped moving. They never yeah. stopped preaching. Churches never stopped having it. I think People don't realize how long this thing has been here, and we've been having church over it anyway. Yeah, I believe that. We had church over it anyway. Yeah, throughout January, February. Yeah, we didn't shut down to what, March? And so we were having church over this anyway. And so now, so I just want to say for those of you that, that feel that, Man, this is do or don't. Anybody want to start or anybody want to have church, anybody want to open the country, all of their being is they're putting lives on the line. They're putting people in jeopardy. You have a right to think that way. You should be careful, but not fearful. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, though, you got to give yourself also to the same reports Mm -hmm. from the same people that talk about the risk of you contracting this virus and it causing any fatality is very, very low. Vice President Pence said that every day, but nobody heard that. Nobody heard, just forget that fact, just brush it on out of the way. He said it over and over and over and over and over, but nobody wanted to hear that because everybody wants to magnify the death. And so here is my path forward. Just like Target is open and people decide Mm -hmm. whether they want to go to Target Mm -hmm. or whether they want to go to Walmart or whether they want to go eat a steak, Mm -hmm. they have the decision of whether or not they want to go in that store, get their nails done, their hair done, barber shops, whatever. They have a decision whether to do that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Open the church. <laughs> Anybody who wants to come yeah. can come. If you're going to open up other things, mm-hmm. you have to open the house of God. Yeah. Because it is no bigger risk in the house of God. There are people that have had to work through this. Yes. And they can't social distance. No. They, they have to pass one another all day, every day. And so there are ways. If, if you can wear a mask outside, you can wear it in the house of God. Yeah. I mean, and so my whole thing is, is if you're going to open, then give the people the decision. Don't let the government make the decision. 
because everybody else has a decision to do what <coughs> they want to do, and it's their choice. Yes. Don't make the choices for us. Yes. And then for those that'll say, well, you know, but the church can be a hot spot. Everywhere can be a hot spot mm-hmm. with this thing. And that's and therein lies, I told you, the pickle. Yeah. Because you had a church service and members start catching it. Well, they're going to say they caught it because they had that church service. <laughs> How do you know that? You How do you know they didn't bring it? <laughs> How do you know they didn't already have it? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, now they have the situations where some open up, somebody got tested the next day and they had it. And I'm like, (laughs) I thought I thought it took a while. Well, there's, before there's, it showed up. Well, there's there's a particular so, special virus, you know, yeah, an incubation yeah. period. Yeah. So, you know, you went yesterday and tested positive. Oh, I got it from there. Well, not if there's an incubation period. <laughs> you had it before you walked in there. And so there is so much stuff going on. You know, that, that reminds me because I, I, we had this and my wife and I had this very distinct experience. So this is something we observed on more than one occasion when our firstborn, Caleb, was a child, we would take him, of course, for his pediatric uh, visits and checkups. And we could, <laughs> it, was, it was not pleasant at the time, but m- my son would catch some type of cold or ear infection. Three days, he would start to become symptomatic after every one of those pediatric visits. Wow. It became so much, it got so much so that by the time we had Maya, we had changed a little, a little bit how we approached this thing because it was so consistent. And we would watch him because, of course, we were blessed to be able to have him uh, at home and have him babysat by family and, and, and kept in a pretty good environment where he was really fairly healthy. Mm-hmm. But we would have his visit. We'd have his visit. If, let's say we had his visit on a Friday by, by Monday or Tuesday. Here he comes. Then he'd, he'd clear that up and he'd go on about his life and we'd take him back. And it was like it, it became so consistent. And when I, I bring that up because colds and viruses and all these little coronaviruses, these things do have an incubation period. Mm-hmm. So now I could have, my son could have became symptomatic uh, on a Wednesday night in the church service during midweek service. And I could sit here and go, oh, oh, he must have got sick in that nursery. Who was sick in the nursery? Well, no. He got it at the visit. <laughs> oh, wow. Incubation period, and he mm-hmm. starts becoming symptomatic Wednesday night when I bring him home from church. He didn't, doesn't mean he caught it at church. And the same is true in this particular case where I think sometimes, and this is the problem with the narrative being so extreme, is that it causes us to suspend the logic and common sense. We, we're, not, we're not being responsible. And there is, there is no higher thing you can do than to appeal to personal responsibility in a society. Because one of the reasons why the powers that be, those elites who think they know what is best for society and best for us and want to order and control and give orders, is they don't like to give that type of uh, solution what you're talking about. They're very hesitant about that. They're always very, because they know that people are not going to always decide what they think they ought to decide. Right. Right? So it's a way in which controlling, uh, a way in which to control the decision-making of the public. But at some point, if the people aren't going to be made free to come to church, they're going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. They're going to be on top of each other at Costco. They're going to be at Sam's. You can look around already 
and you're saying, I, I drove by a restaurant. Me too, boy. I, it will go unnamed. And but it I, was, I it drove by several that loaded. were jam-packed. <laughs> I was like, there is no six feet of nothing yeah, you between not, anybody. Because they sitting out under people. the, they sitting out in the waiting area outside, undoubtedly inside. The parking lot is full of cars, so these people undoubtedly are bringing people with them. So it looked like, it looked like normal over there, right? And so we've got to just get honest that people want to move around, they want to do the things they want to do, and you have to ask, then why is the church being given this, this strict, right. uh, you know, order to say, you, you, you can't do it, right. you know? And especially, why not, why not differentiate if you're going to do that, if you feel like the church can be a hot spot? Why not responsibly differentiate and say, okay, those of you who have congregations that have the potentiality to where you're going to have thousand plus people coming, right. well, we want to limit you. Right. Those of you who have congregations that are smaller, let's see what happens. Because right. let's say there's a storefront church with 30 members. Right. Why come they can't come and meet? Right. Why come we can't let them? Let's, let's begin to speak a language that is specifically concerned about the differences in our society. Instead of coming across the board with this blanket statement right. to say all churches. Well, right. all churches aren't the same. Exactly. And all churches are not going to be hotspots because of the different locations of different churches right. and places that have never been hotspots. Right. you telling me the church in South Dakota, North Dakota has got a bigger issue than the ones in New York? No. I think not. Right. <laughs> so, so we have to get... We have to get really honest and we have to say to our leaders and, and powers that be, let us alone yeah. <laughs> in so many ways. If you can't speak to us intelligently, taking into consideration the complexity of the nation you govern, then we're going to help you with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With our right. voting and, and with that, our own right. feedback. We're yeah. going to help you with that to yeah. understand that. And so I, I just think it's, it's heavy handed and you have to question why. Right. Why is it so heavy-handed for the church? For the church. And so, awesome. We're going to segue into something else I want to talk about, but let's just be clear. When it comes to anybody opening, whether it's your business, whether it's a church, opening a nation, a city, um, <clears throat> because there has to be some level of opening. There just has to be. First, it was 14 days, slow spread. Yeah. 14 went to 30 days, slow spread. Okay, it, you can't stay shut down. Keep moving the, the gold. Forever. Yeah. And now, you know, vaccines. And gotta you got to wait for gotta a cure. A <laughs> that, it's not possible for that. And that's why I say Satan has just really wedged. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you got to come back out. Yeah. And so how you come back out is to use the wisdom gained from the knowledge of what the so-called experts say, which uh, in, I don't even want to go into that mm -hmm. because the experts have changed so many things about this. <laughs> and, and so, but listen to and glean as much as we can glean in the knowledge. And then people make decisions based on the way they feel yes. about it. And that, it's just that simple. And, and, and so there should be no regulation by the government. There should be no regulation by other people. That is your business. That is your life. That is your decision. If people think you're being reckless with it, that's your life. If they think you're not, that is your life. But for them to start regulating the church after they're opening up everything else, 
You can go buy weed. You can go buy alcohol. <laughs> You, 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 you've been able to go buy alcohol. Yeah, 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 what they, they, no, they never <laughs> shut that stuff down. You can get, you How can get is that everything. <laughs> and then the church Boy, went outside, you. and they wouldn't even, they didn't even want in some states the church outside. And so the bottom line is this if you're opening <laughs> things up, open up the church also. And the church can be responsible just like a business. Mm-hmm. If we have to have three services to accommodate everybody, we can do it in a way that can protect you just as good. You can come masked up. You can come gloved up. You can come in one of them biohazardous suits if, if you, you want, want to. to. <laughs> yeah. Come however you feel. Come as you are. Yeah. But, but, but I believe it. Now, this segues into another thing I want to get into. Because we, as the people of God... <laughs> No matter what they're saying about this virus, no matter what they're saying about death tolls, no matter what they're saying about the spread and spikes in cases, no matter what they're saying about it's coming back, there might be another uh, uh, return of it. A church could be a potential hotspot. No matter what all of those things are saying, we as the church cannot join in on that news. Mm. Because we, as kingdom people, have been sent to be the answer for this. And we have been sent to speak life. Yeah. We, and we can't get caught up in watching the media until we're saying what they're saying. Yeah. No, we have to stick with the word. And, and so, Pastor Iron, there's this, this feeling, though, that if you're doing that, you're ignoring the what the facts of what is going on if you say oh no no virus is coming to me oh no it's not going to spread oh no we're standing on the word we rebuke it we bind it we decree it we plead the blood we we do all of we we stand against it oh no it's not returning again oh no it's not touching my family we have to stay in that posture as the church Mm. we don't say oh my god people dying everywhere No, we are the church. We have to speak healing, deliverance, blessing, prosperity, breakthrough. Man, if they open that church, folks going to die. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you in the church, you in the kingdom of God. Help no, help us. no. If they open that church, what you do is you start slinging blood everywhere mm. and believing God that nobody will be touched. Nobody will be will come up under that virus. Nobody will be infected. Mm-hmm. So as the church, we have to keep our posture no matter what's going on in the world, because mm-hmm. we are the only hope of changing yeah. what's going on in the world. No doubt about it. So talk to me, Reverend. You am I it. wrong? Am I, am I, am I, am I not uh, no. listening to science? <laughs> am, I, am I not? Or am I simply staying where the word of God told me to stay? And that was in faith. That was in the redemptive work of Christ. That is in the authority of the believer. That is in the words of my mouth. Mm. That is in speaking Sh- life and death and life and the power of the tongue. Even if all of that is happening, we can't start talking it. No. no. Thinking it. Acting on it. We have to stand in the kingdom, period. Yeah, well, that's the point of being salt and light. 
Right, that means that you... I'm sorry for preaching. No, you preach. But I had to you get it in. Get it in and get it out. <laughs> I had to get it in because Absolutely. you can't be in the kingdom and you no. helping spread death. Yeah, that's not our message. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about being a child of God and in the kingdom of God. You talk about maintaining our posture in prayer and in confession. Well, our posture should coincide with our position. That is to say... Who are we in Christ? What does it mean to be in him? Is it any different than being just in the world? I mean, right. has he redeemed us? Is it true? Did he die for our sins? Did he carry our sickness on the cross? Did, did he redeem us? Did he translate us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son? Where am I located? And my location should then determine my posture in my confession and in my belief and, what, and in my behavior. So, when Christians consider or when people criticize believers for doing what you just said, it really does express a certain amount of, of hypocrisy or, or a certain amount of lack of faith in really the, what it is you're involved in. Are you saved? You know, and it's not, and it's not to say that, okay, if, if I don't do those things, I'm not a Christian. It is to say, is my, there's a reason why the scripture tells us, hold fast the profession of your faith. Right. Right. That we confess because of where we are. I, I claim my healing. I claim my protection. I claim my provision. I claim all of those things not because I am trying to promote my own well-being necessarily in and of myself. I say that because positionally that is where my faith in Christ has placed me. Yeah. That's why I live. And, and being consistent with that then I have to speak a certain way. I'm salt and light. That right. means I live in contrast with the culture. When there's noisome pestilence, Psalms 91 tells me it won't come nigh me. Right. That's a contrast. No, so, so now am I going to read that? And am I going to be in congruence with that? Or am I going to join in with the world? I mean, what, do they expect you, what do they expect church to say? Exactly. I mean, they ask exactly. us to pray. Exactly. Uh, we need prayer. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We go pray. And, and if we're going to follow this, you want to talk about contrast. Yeah. The Bible is com in complete contrast with much of the culture and what comes right. out of the world. And so if we're going to stay with the word of God, you're going to live in distinction and contrast with what is going on in the culture in word and in behavior. Absolutely. Jesus is counterculture. Yeah. So now we have all of this people dying, mm. all of this destruction, all of this fear. We can't join in on that. It's already happening. Mm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. That's already happening in the only redemptive grace is supposed to come out of the church mm -hmm. that says, no, we can pray. We can shut this down. We can believe God. We can stand on the promises of God. Oh, no, it's not coming out my house. It's not coming and standing and speaking the promises of God. But when you do that, now you're being insensitive. Yeah. Or now you're not following the facts. Mm -hmm. Or now you're not, uh, you know, um, following science and all of that. No, 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 no. We realize all of that. Sure. But to change all of that, it is going to take the church to speak, to decree, to believe, to have faith, to call things that be not as though they were. It does no good to tell the church to pray, and then the moment we get out of prayer meetings, we turn around like, man, I tell you, boy, boy, I tell you, it's spreading, ain't it? <laughs> man, I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing to watch this, but I understand it. Yeah. I understand it because when you're inundated mm -hmm. by the world, 
and you're inundated by the news. Well, it's, I, I wish I had my actual Bible because it ain't no anointing and holding up no iPad. <laughs> Even though I got 19 something, uh, what, 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 how many Bibles I got on here? Nine or whatever. <laughs> it ain't no power in holding up no iPad. You need the book. You, you know, there's the anointing right there. That's just a total different anointing when you do that versus when you do that. <laughs> yeah. And so we have to, and so Church of Jesus Christ, Mm. Listen, in our cities, in our, sometimes in our families, in our cities, in our regions, in our states, this is a serious matter. Mm. We are not ignoring the fact that people have died and are dying that this virus, this pandemic is serious all over the world. But what we refuse to do is join in mm. in the death. Yeah. We refuse to join in in the spread. We refuse to put our mouth on it. We're not going to talk it. We don't want to hear about it. And, and it's not, see, that's the thing people don't understand. See, as a believer, mm. one of the kingdom methods is you have to call things that be not as though they were. This is how you change things. Yeah. And that's our position as the church. We don't call it like it is. Well, I want to make sure my people know. I want to make sure they know what the facts and the scientists are saying. Yeah, yeah. But right after you get through letting them know that, let them know some word. Let them know some scripture. Let them know confession. Let them know decrees. Yes, That's sir. my point. I'm talking about this imbalance where we are magnifying the extremes of the negative of it and don't understand millions of people have been delivered from it. Yes. Millions of people have not caught it. Yes. This thing is going down. Let's keep it down. We ain't glad to have it spike. No. It's kind of like in Florida. Oh, it's sad to watch because people wanted a breakout in Florida. <laughs> they wanted it. They Enjoy wanted it. I'm so yeah. glad Governor DeSantis put the whole media on blast yesterday and came out and said, y'all ran around waxing poetically <laughs> about how things were going to be so horrible down here. But they don't want to report that. No. They don't want to report on that. They don't want to show the people that didn't get it. No, they, it's almost like they want to spread. Yeah. It's like they want, no, come on, church. Yes. Come on, yes. church. If you got a church that has swung their doors open already, I don't want you ever walking around talking about, man, them people over there, man, they putting their members in jeopardy. Yeah. Come on, you the church, yes. you the believer. Yes, you man. believe God for me. Yes. You believe you add your faith and yes. your agreement that none of them will suffer any harm. Well, Absolutely. it happened in another church where it broke out. And doesn't mean it's <laughs> going to break out in this church. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. I'm stirred up you about it because I've had it. enough. I've had enough <laughs> of the enemy running around here. We the church, we speak the <laughs> word, we plead the blood, <laughs> we stand right. on the pride, and I ain't ever agreeing. But you know, and you know what, but you know what it is. And uh, you talked about one of the laws and principles of faith, calling things to be not as though they were. That's Bible. Yeah, that's absolute Bible. Also, a part of it is Mark chapter 4. Spirit of God just quickened this verse of Scripture to me because this is where Christians are having their issue. It's the law of measure, mm. the spiritual law of measure, where Jesus says in Mark 4 and 24, take heed what you hear. Yeah. Now listen to what Jesus is saying. Take heed what you hear with what measure you meet or you measure, it shall be measured to you. Or in other words, the level of attention, the level, wow. of, the level of, of meditation, the level of time given to what you hear is like handing what you hear a ruler. 
Wow. Right? So you determine the measure of how much of that's going to come back to you. And he says, unto you that hear shall more be given. So he's speaking of a spiritual law in which what you entertain the most will be what is measured back to you in your life. And so the church is sitting up instead of reading, speaking, meditating, measuring this in pandemic crisis. Wow. They're measuring the media's information. Wow. And they're measuring the media's information more than they're measuring this. So now when it comes time to speak faith, you can't because it's a spiritual law. You've wow. measured the wrong thing for faith. Now what's going to come out of you, what has been measured back to you based on what you've measured Ooh. is fear and panic. Wow. So now when you should be in a, in a faith-based mentality over the situation, you see everything pessimistically. Wow. You're hesitant. Everything is, oh, I don't know. Oh, you're going to, and everything's extreme. You're going to kill them. You're going you're to expose them to possibly getting, getting COVID-19. And so your, your confession, your stand, your position, your posture is all influenced by what you measure. So you can sit there, you can sit there all day long and want to be the biggest man or woman of faith you want to be. But if you've been watching the news all day and ain't been in the book, if you've got that meditating in the word, if you're measuring the world, if you're measuring the media, if you're measuring what you're watching, that's what's coming back to you. And that's spiritual law. It wow. doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how big your church is. It doesn't matter how much you know and who you know and whatever. None of that matters. Once you begin to operate in this law of measure, that's what's coming back to you. So now we as the body have to change what we're measuring. Wow. Right? Are you going to sit up here and measure CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and all of that? Are you going to measure that counter you keep watching? Or are you going to turn your attention and your sights back on the only news that should be preeminent in your thinking? Mm. Right? And measure this. Now, see, that's why there's a difference in believers. Right? That's why there's a difference in response in Christians. And we button heads and divide it. Because there are believers who got their face in this. And saying, I, Man, I, know, I know what is going on out there, but this is the report I believe. Hey, so so they're going to be speaking something mm. different. They're going to be, be behaving different. And it's not because they're better, not because they're, they're stronger, but because of what they chose to measure. My God. And so the church, every Christian out there, every believer, get your face back in this book. My because, God. And, and you watch. Once you do that, it begins to change then your response. So now we have less of this. See, the reason you have so much passion, the reason you have so much, uh, you, 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 <laughs> and your cup runneth over right now. <laughs> the reason is because throughout this entire pandemic, you have been preaching, you yeah. have been hearing, you yeah. have been Zoom calling, you yeah. have been measuring this. Wow. So your profession, your confession, your demeanor, your posture, your position is going to be different. And if Christians don't learn, that you well, look, I, I don't mind you Netflixing and chilling, but Netflix, <laughs> but Netflix and chill is no counter Ooh, to the pressure coming wow. from the culture. Wow! Right? Wow! wow. You're gonna have to get back in this, mm. Mm. and see once you get back in that, and you begin to do what Jesus taught us in Mark four, the law of measure. What you measure is what's coming back to you. That's why that pastor that, that's bold enough to open, and then there's that pastor, well, I don't know why he's doing that. Well, he's speaking from fear. Wow. Because he's not measuring this. 
you got to measure this. And it all comes down to what we're measuring. And I just wanted to add that because sometimes wow. we can be judgmental and we can be condescending and divisive. And really what's behind it is what we're measuring. Wow. That's really what it is. Man, look. Uh, I, I ain't got nothing else to say. <laughs> you've said a lot. I, I know you can't you, believe you've it. You've said a lot. But already. I ain't got nothing else to say except amen. <laughs> <laughs> so let me capsulize this and, and end it because we're out of time. <laughs> wow. That, that just wow. Mm. Here's the bottom line to this. This pandemic has been serious. It is serious. Mm -hmm. Caution needs to be taken. Need to be very, very careful. Use wisdom. All of those things. At the same time, you can't check your faith in, though, at the yeah. door. You can't change what you believe out of the word of God. You can't start speaking negatively. You can't start quoting the, the stats and not quote the Bible. Mm. We, at the end of the day, are kingdom people, period. And this is when we rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. We don't need the church to panic. The world is panicking. Yes. We need now more mm. than ever to be a voice of hope, to be a voice of encouragement, to be a voice to this nation, to be a covering of prayer, to be able to push this thing out, to be able to say, oh, no, it's going to get better. Oh, yes, we will get back. Oh, yes, there will be restoration. We can't get into the talk of all of that because we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, and we are the people that have faith to change things. So that's that's the balance of it all. And then the other balance to everything is if they are going to open things back up, you can't open everything else back up and keep the church closed. Amen. That, it, that makes no spiritual sense. Amen. It makes no biblical sense. Amen. And it is the wisdom of principalities and powers mm. that if you are going to open up the city, you cannot keep the church closed. And so we need to be prayerful. Amazing time. Listen, share these conversations. I pray that you've been joining these conversations and uh, we're going to keep it coming. We'll be back right here next Thursday with more Kingdom Conversation. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.